0: sideways I don't understand. I'm not confused. You never know what? Stories of things we simply don't know the answer
2: to. Oh oh, oh! Hey there. Welcome to a very special episode of Thinking Sideways. Yes, it's Christmas. Ha-ha.
0: Yay! Yeah!
1: Yay.
2: And so we're going to bring you a Christmas mystery. I am Joe, joined as always by Devin and Steve. And so it's Christmas 2017. Uh, We're going to jump right into it with a mystery that was suggested by our listener, Sandy Claus. Okay, not really. I'm lying. Okay. Um,
1: He's just trying to take the heat off himself.
2: Yeah. Now, um, this was kind of self-suggested.
0: Yeah. I guess. As every holiday story is, it Um. is internally sourced.
2: Okay. All right. Uh, And as always, little ears warning and all that stuff. Um, (laughs) No. You're going to hear graphic talk of scary things. uh, And so, yeah, if you're scared of that stuff, then, you know, don't listen. No,
0: we're not going to ruin Christmas. No. Maybe. We might. Yeah,
2: maybe. All right. So uh, for this year, we're going to talk about the mystery of the Bumble, also known as the Abominable Snowman.
1: A.K.A. You, the Yeti.
2: Yeah. you know, And you know about this guy from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. We've talked about that before. But yep. the, the special that's been on forever, mm-hmm. I mean, for like the last 50 years, I think. Something like that. Actually, more than 50 years. 53. I think 50, yeah, 53 Came three out in
0: 64, so 53. Yeah. The on claymation
2: one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I've been told that was not claymation. It was some sort of cloth animation thing
1: stop-motion animation it that?
2: is stop-motion animation apparently it wasn't, it wasn't clay it was something yeah, other great. than some other medium i don't know right. some kind of fuzzy material well we'll do an episode about that next year great. what did they use for material <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the world's yeah.
1: shortest episode
2: yeah exactly and the box it was all kept in is vanished mm-hmm. you know? i mean so what are they hiding
1: mm.
2: uh yeah okay but back to the bumble um Okay, we each have our, our own theory about about the Bumble, uh, you know, w- was he real? Uh, where did he come from? That kind of thing. We're going to talk about those, um, and of course, naturally, there's some disagreement here, so we're going to have to, like, all present our sides, and then we'll hash it all at the end to decide who's right and who's wrong. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Joe's, Joe's wrong. wrong. Yeah. No, no. Joe's yeah. <laughs> <Jill's> never wrong. <laughs> All right, here we go. So let me jump in with my ideas here. Well, not ideas, actually. This is well-documented, so my mm-hmm. you know, my documented history of the yeah. bubble. Uh, well, okay, leading off, you know, big big picture first. Uh, almost every human society on the planet has a legend about some kind of huge, hairy, man-like creature that lives way out in the sticks.
1: Named
0: Steve. Yeah, yeah. Listen, well, yeah. it's a beard. It doesn't make me a giant monster <laughs> from might, the woods. It uh, might, <laughs> actually. If I, if, well, if it nah, keeps if going. you're hairy all
2: over, but I'm not going to ask you to take your shirt off. Keep <laughs> it on. But uh, if you're hairy all over, then yeah, you're one of these guys. Uh, well, anyway, but there are these, 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 these things live in the sticks. No one ever sees them because, well, the people that do get killed right away. Uh, And they've had They've had their Different names Like the American Indians Had the Sasquatch Which you guys have heard of Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the Himalayans Had the Yeti Right Uh, Mm -hmm. White people had The Wookiees From Star Wars (laughs) Uh, That's true Yeah And and as you know The Wookiees were uh, Eventually civilized And allowed to have guns Some of them Yeah and, and, and of course, as you know, the Wookiees had nothing to do with the Sasquatch or the Yeti. Um, no
0: interbreeding there.
2: No, no, not at all. They're not based on that. The Wookiee legend is actually based on the Cookie Monster from Sesame Street. But where does the Cookie Monster legend come from? doesn't come from the Yeti, believe it or not. It comes da, from something da. else. I know, it doesn't. So, okay. Well, we're going to go back. We're going gonna, we're gonna, like, to take this all apart so you can all understand how it works. Uh, but even though everybody seems to think they are the same thing, there's actually no relationship between the Abominable Snowman and the Yeti, which I know, everybody thinks they're the same thing, but actually, uh, if you don't believe me, go to Nepal, ask anyone on the street if they've heard of the Abominable Snowman, and you will not hear a single yes. <laughs> they have not heard of this guy. All right? Uh, So right? We'll where, talk about that
1: later. Yeah.
2: Where did the Abominable Snowman legend come from? This may be hard to accept, but somebody made it up. And mm-hmm. I, I can hear your heads exploding But stay with me for a minute We're going to unravel this It all goes back to 1963 The year before Rudolph came out And uh, it was a bad year All kinds of bad things happened uh, The Studebaker Car Company went out of business uh, The USS Thresher, a nuclear submarine Was lost at sea with all hands And nobody still knows why Exactly, for sure The Pope died, Johnny Depp was born <gasps> Zip codes were introduced well, And we're still dealing with that, right? We are, God yeah. And most famously of all, 1963 is known as the year that the lava lamp was invented.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The lava lamp? The lava lava lamp. lamp. The lava lamp, yeah. (laughs) I didn't know you were from the northeast. I didn't either. Yeah. Learned something new. Connecticut, huh?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, But uh, yeah, I was actually kind of surprised because in researching the story, I did a survey of, of momentous things that happened in 1963. And yeah, that was one of them. I had no idea. I thought the lava lamp was, like, later. But... <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I cannot with your pronunciation of that word. I
2: know. I, I, I But it, uh, <laughs> you know, of course, I live on the West Coast, you know, so maybe it started on the East Coast and sort of spread westward. Mm. Some of the time, I, you know, I found one in my home that was a lot later than that.
0: You yeah. went into the lavatory and found mm-hmm. the lava lamp? Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Mm-hmm. uh
2: Yeah. The lava lamp was... Um, Uh, I don't know My my parents got one Sooner or later Somebody gave it to them I think Hmm. Yeah It's one of those things That nobody ever seems to buy People always give I mean you have A lava lamp don't you I
1: have a giant one
2: Yeah Uh And and didn't somebody Give that to you Yeah
1: I know exactly Where it came from
2: Yeah exactly But nobody ever Buys them themselves No Or or, or, or at least admits to it Yeah Yeah Anyway The 1960 year Was a rough year For America And so the execs At the CBS TV News Network Decided the country Needed a little bucking up Right, and they decided the American people needed a hero to rally around, and to to rally their spirits. So they tasked their writers uh, with creating this hero, and the writers basically took a weak reindeer with poor social skills and a criminal record, and tried to turn him into Rambo for an animated special for the following Christmas season. Yeah, you guys, and that's how that's where Rudolph came from. We've already talked about this special and the disparity between. Fictional Rudolph and the real Rudolph. Right. Obviously. Mm-hmm. They took some liberties, as we all know. So they started putting this special together, and of course, they, they totally remade Rudolph's character, made him a lot better than he actually was. Uh, but they left out one important thing, which is Jeopardy. Right? The the, the game show? Yeah, exactly. I know. I know.
1: No, peril. (laughs) Danger.
0: Oh, I thought it was. Oh, no. Sorry. That's
1: just what we hear every time you talk. Okay, Okay. I'll
2: take take lame (laughs) mythical creatures for a (laughs) 100 hours. But we're talking about uh, there's always got to be a hitch. There's got to be some sort of thing, you know, like the melting down nuclear reactor or more likely the supervillain. And so this is, a, this is a person who always makes it look like the entire enterprise may may just fall apart. And our mm-hmm. heroes, who knows, might even die.
1: Mm-hmm. You like know. the postman from uh, Olive, the other reindeer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Bob Uggenham. Bob Uggenham.
2: <laughs> I mm-hmm. like it. Great name. Mm-hmm. Uh, no,
1: that's not his name. That's what he says. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Clearly, you've never seen it. It's no, fine. I have
2: not seen it, but it's a great name. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, uh, and so they had to come up with something, and they had to create a terrifying villain who looked like he was going to destroy the whole thing. But the problem is, is it's set in Christmas Town. Yeah. Just doesn't have any real psycho criminals. I mean, and other than, you know, I mean Rudolph was actually the biggest criminal in Christmas town history. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and sure, the other reindeer they were kind of jerks to, to Rudolph. That's absolutely true. But that's a long way from being a Bond supervillain or a Dark Lord or something, right? Yeah. yeah. So they could make up something like a twisted serial killer elf? The one on the shelf? Yeah. Oh. Uh, Santa's evil twin, or maybe this is scary as hell, Santa's ex-fiance showing up <laughs> and murdering Mrs. Claus and, and then wiring all the toy factories uh. with C4 and taking the elves hostage. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: This is Christmas. What are you doing?
2: Well, yeah, and, and so obviously none of these really went over well with the networks. Uh, they did treatments of a few things, like the ex-fiance, plot had Rudolph armed with only a service automatic and 15 rounds of ammo, Crawling around air ducts in Elven Knick-Knack Complex 13, foiling the Psycho X, and saving Christmas, although there was a lot of Elven collateral damage, unfortunately. And that it's
1: just not appropriate. No, <laughs> no, no,
2: that's a, that's how the network felt about it. They really hated the whole idea, you know, especially the idea of a reindeer shooting and blowing up Christmas Town. So they just said, come on, use an animal or something. How about wolves? And But, of course, wolves won't do, because wolves live down around the Arctic Circle and below, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, how about polar bears? And so, no, polar bears don't live at... You know, they live in the periphery of the Arctic, true, but they don't actually live at the North Pole. Ain't no polar bears up there. Uh,
1: Despite the name, which is very misleading. Uh, that's very true. You think polar bears would live at the pole, but no. No, they
2: don't. They sure as hell don't. Why would anybody live at the pole? That's the thing. There's nothing to eat up there.
1: there Except for reindeers.
2: Yeah. And, and candy. Uh, yeah, and candy and, you know, and elves.
0: elves. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Elves are tasty. Uh, i sure
1: elves are, like, behind the wall, though.
2: Oh, well, they have. Yeah. Now, we'll get into that some future one. As well. Walking mm-hmm.
0: Dead-style wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Uh, and so they decided they needed to make something up. The problem, of course, is are people going to believe that there's some huge, scary, demonic creature living on the ice at the North Pole with no visible means of support? A little bit of a stretch, right? This is a creature that lives right here on Mother Earth. Nobody's ever seen it or heard it before. I mean, it's a, it's ridiculous. Nobody's seen the Kraken, at least not that I know of. But at least we've all heard of it before, right? True. Yeah, well, yeah. and and it lives in a place that credibly could support life, yeah. Not which is not the North Pole. And the writers came up with a solution, which is, we'll just pretend like this badass creature has always existed, even though nobody ever actually heard of it until five minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> we'll claim it's an ancient legend from a tiny country, like halfway around the world, that no one's ever heard of. And thus, they created this foil for Rudolph, and the abominable snowman legend was born. Based the Bumble. A, yeah, or the Bumble, based, of course, on the Himalayan Yeti. But really, total BS, it was not at all related to or based on the Yeti, but they pretended that it, that it was, and by pretending that it was based on this ancient cryptid from halfway around the world, CBS was insulated from charges of lameness. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. The worst
1: charge anybody could ever levy against a network. Yeah. yeah. Lameness. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: And the story gets bigger. Uh, the U.S. government became aware of this project, uh, mostly because the FBI was bugging all the major networks because they got a kick out of listening in on all the sexual harassment that was going on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, that the
1: networks? Uh, Never. Uh, no. And
2: coincidentally, they had only the government, that is, had only recently gotten wind of the fact that the human historical record had been falsified and that the 20th century was actually the 17th century. This is a thing that you guys may oh, be aware of. Mm-hmm. You've heard of the Phantom Time hypothesis. Yeah. Which is a real thing. Uh somebody way back when, like a Pope, the Holy Roman Emperor, some other people, conspired centuries ago to basically fake three centuries of history and plug it into the record. And the US government, having found this out, was wondering how to undo this fraud without totally messing with everybody's heads. True. Right? Yeah. And yeah, you know, like I said, this is not made up. This is for real. It's on the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which means it's real. Yeah, yeah, three centuries of human history just made up. Uh, so wasn't, government... that,
1: wasn't it because like w- the emperor wanted to... He was really it was important to him that he be ruling over like the, a certain century. Yeah. He the wanted Roman to be like, era. he wanted
2: to be like Anno Domingo 1000, yeah. you know, and not like, like 700, yeah. which is not nearly as cool as yeah.
0: 1000. Yeah. So yeah. he was just
1: like, Psh, yeah. yeah,
0: throw it on there. That's why all of the best devices are the 1000 model. Mm-hmm. Oh, enough. you've got the iPhone 500. <laughs> I've got the iPhone 1000. Sounds such, so much better. cannot
1: wait. That's also why they skipped over. It's, you know, the iPhone X.
2: Yeah, the iPhone X, which means 10. In 10, because like, in, in like, uh, nobody cares Air about Man. 9. Or they just always yeah.
0: wanted to use a single character,
1: yeah. one of the two. True. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry, just to oh, bring yeah, yeah, that no, up a no, little
2: bit. Uh, well, as, so as you know, the government uh, found out about, about the abominable snowman fraud. They took a lot of interest in that, and they actually provided some funding and technical expertise to the project. And after Rudolph aired in late like, late 1964. The government spent millions doing polling and research, uh, which confirmed that 90% of the public had completely bought into all, the entire abominable snowman BS. They totally believed that this, there was this creature based on the Him- Himalayan Yeti, and that everybody had always known about this, even though, like I said, nobody knew about it until five minutes ago. Sure. Uh, the holdouts, mainly in university faculties, uh, these guys were spirited away to re-education camps and <laughs> quietly
0: replaced with 1960s radical students. He really uh, loves re-education camps. He's always he threatening does. to send us to he one. He is. Absolutely. He really is. Yeah, I was it, just
1: going to say for that your own Good. It. Uh, I think that everybody bought it because it was one of those things where, you know, like when you go see an art exhibit and you're like, I don't I, it's dumb. I don't uh-huh. like it, and know, everyone's like, it. "It's, it's genius. It's amazing." And you're like, "Oh it. yeah, it's genius. It's amazing." But it turns out everybody's saying it's genius because they just don't get it, and they don't want to look dumb.
0: Well, you know, I know. that's
1: why the I entire was... population was like, "Yeah, of course they bump," because they were like, "I must be the only person in this entire in this place. entire place that doesn't know what Bumble is." So, uh-huh.
2: that's, gosh, uh, yeah, of course. It is kind of human nature to to do just nobody, in. Yeah, nobody wants to be not in with the in crowd. It's right. True. It's absolutely true. 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 Yeah. Story of my life. Uh-huh, yeah. Got
0: in with the in crowd. And that's why, mm.
2: by the way, if you want to be with the in crowd, you will listen to Thinking Sideways, <laughs> religiously.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: yeah. And tell all your friends, too. It's like, hey, you don't want to be a dork, do you? <laughs>
1: yeah. Everybody's uh, doing it.
2: Oh, uh, okay. But so much for commercials. Back to this. Uh, back to Rudolph and, and the Bumble. The Bumble. So the rest is history. Everybody believes it's BS. Uh, and the, the few people who don't believe it, well, they refrain from saying so. Because they don't uh, want to be called anti-Christmas.
1: Nobody wants to be anti-Christmas. Mm-hmm.
2: And, of course, as we all know, the abominable snowman legend eventually would give rise to the cookie monster uh, myth, and then later on to the Wookiee legend, which mm-hmm. leads us to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And, of course, government operation, Operation Whiteout, was born. I think Whiteout was invented about the same time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's about correcting, correcting that typewritten history, I guess, so Whiteout makes sense. But uh, the government has undertaken... It's still going on, as far as I know, to this day. It's a gradual rewriting of history, basically. One year at a time. About a year at a time. Uh, it has gotten a bit bogged down in memo writing and bureaucratic infighting, but apparently, it's still it's still going on. Uh, if you call the FBI and ask them about it, of course, they'll pretend not to know anything. Be persistent. Keep calling back. You know? <laughs> yeah. Eventually, they'll they'll give you the answer. You know?
1: You know you're getting through when they come to your house.
2: Uh huh. Oh, That's yeah, how totally. you know you're getting there. Totally. Yeah. And bombard them with FOIA requests too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but the, the success of the, pro- the government project could be measured, at least in part, by the fact that reality does seem to have become kind of an optional idea for quite a few people. But historically speaking, the ramifications are without Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, we wouldn't have gotten this operational whiteout leading to the correction of human history. And mm-hmm. uh, we wouldn't have gotten all those cool new university professors with cool new ideas. Agreed. And we also wouldn't have gotten Star Wars. Uh, or maybe we would have gotten it without a Wookiee, maybe a talking raccoon instead.
1: Probably, which yeah. is cooler.
2: Well, I don't know. It's it's absurd, but you know, really, it actually makes a little more sense than a huge, hairy, demonic creature living at the North Pole. I true. Think. True. Yeah. Yeah. Is that so, what you think? That's what I think. So that's what it is. It's not only does it not the abominable snowman never exists; he was never even actually a legend. I... <laughs> Believe it or not, he was. It was a, basically a legend created out of whole cloth. Mm. Yeah.
0: Well, I will say that you are correct in that last statement, but I think the rest of that is just total hockey. Mm. Horse hockey, to be specific. Hockey. Yep. Horse
2: Horse
1: hockey. hockey? What is horse hockey? Hockey? Like horse grenades?
0: Horse apples? I don't know. You're making stuff up. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to do what Joe did. Oh. Make stuff up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Got I it. Did,
0: I made nothing up. CBS oh. made something up. Ah, uh, no, yeah. no. Listen, uh, the the truth of the matter is is that the story of the bumble and yeah. based on the research I've done, the entire thing is. Actually, an allegory for the danger for Dangerous. the dangers of unionization, and it was all created by Robert F. Kennedy. Mm. Okay.
2: Conveniently, like, right. he plays he blames somebody who's dead. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Whose brain went missing? Oh no, wait. <laughs> no, that was, that was John. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The wrong one. Dang.
0: Wrong Kennedy. Uh so All here, the same. Listen here. Let me let me break this down for you. Okay. All right. So, as you know, we've talked about that cute 1964 Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer movie, but it is truly about the dangers of unionization. And honestly, the Bumble, the poor Bumble, is really just a scapegoat that the creators used to spread their message.
1: Mm. Okay. It's,
0: the, the truth about the Bumble is actually really simple and really sad. And it, like I said, he was the target of a Kennedy. And here's why. Because the story uh from the outside, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, it seemed cute, and it's hit about him leaving home and growing up and then returning one day to try and help everybody. But if you ever watch the characters and you really listen to some of the other characters, you'll pick up on what's going on. So let's start with one of the side characters. That's the er other characters, Hermie, the
1: elf. The best elf. <laughs>
0: When we first meet Hermie, he's he's working away like all the other elves, but he's dissatisfied with his job, and he wants to do something different. Mm. Specifically, he wants to be a dentist. I mean, that's what he tells the elf foreman. And, of course, the foreman tells him that you can't do that. So to retaliate, he skips choir practice. He did? He did. He skips elfin choir practice. It's been a while
2: since I've watched that Which throws off Mm. the
0: entire tune, so much so that Santa walks out of the room in disgust. And instead, what is Hermie doing? He's, quote-unquote, practicing dentistry. He's practicing on a doll. On a really... small
2: animal like any other serial killer no, would. No, he's yeah. practicing
0: on a doll, but his form of dentistry involves using a hammer on a poor doll's teeth, which is actually really kind of barbaric. That's super, what my dentist super uses.
1: Super awful. Wow. <laughs> oh, you need a new dentist. Yeah, we need to
2: talk to you about your dentist. <laughs> oh, he's really cheap, though. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Does he also work in a back alley? or. Yeah.
2: Works in a trailer, not Mm. a back alley, for Christ's sakes. Is the trailer
1: parked in an alley? (laughs) No,
2: it's it's in a parking lot (laughs) where it belongs.
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) Um, Let's see what else. Okay. So then there's the first encounter between Hermie and Rudolph. Hermie, of course, tells Rudolph that he's a dentist and that he's an independent dentist, which is not true. He's actually an employee of Santa. He works like all the other elves, so he's... It, there's already some fibbing going on. It's kind of like all those of, people uh, that are
2: actors that live in L.A. that are actors, but they're waiting tables. You something know? like yeah. that.
0: You know, I mean, he's he's happily part of an unorganized workforce that is all very, very happy in being so. Um, no, they were elves. They knew their place, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, at this point, you know, after this initial meeting, Hermie convinces Rudolph that they have to leave the safety of Christmas Town aka leaving the safety of their secure employment, and they go out into the wide world, and this is where the writers begin their creative slander, because this is when they first meet the Bumble, and he chases and threatens them, and they barely get away. Mm. If we keep going on in the story, though, they then, uh, the next day, Hermie and Rudolph meet Yukon Cornelius, Mm. and Cornelius says, hey, I'm the greatest prospector in the North, which prospector makes me think that maybe that's a euphemism for a job title in the unions maybe
2: i think he was a drug pusher or something but I mean, he's there ain't he's, no there ain't no veins of gold in ice dude well that's oh, the thing is he's yeah.
0: obsessed with finding gold and silver which is really convenient for him to have met Hermie, a guy who wants to be a dentist and dentists use gold and silver when they work on teeth a lot so that's a funny coincidence to me uh, but at this point, again, they're, of course, chased by the Bumble, and they barely escape again. Here, you see, see what's going on here? They're making the Bumble out to be the big, bad, scary monster, which yeah. it maybe really wasn't. He might have been just misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> True. So yeah. at this point, you know, then the story goes on. Rudolph runs away, and then they come back, and they go to help uh, Cornelius and Hermes show up just in time uh, to help Rudolph.
2: With a little stop offer, by the way, at the Island of Misfit Toys. Right. So, yeah, yeah
0: I'm, I'm just I'm moving this forward rather than yeah. telling the whole story of the, the movie, because these are the important details, is that during the confrontation when Cornelius and, and Hermes save everybody, Hermie, after the bumble has been knocked out, pulls all of his teeth out of his head. He's taking the teeth out of the bumble. And have you ever heard that phrase taking the teeth out of something? Oh yeah. You're making it harmless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So here's where everything comes out and who these characters really represent. So we've got Hermie and Rudolph, and they are just your average everyday American worker who are happily going to their job and their employers happily protecting them without anybody else's intervention. We've got Yukon Cornelius. He's not actually a traditional prospector, but like I said, he's more of a union organizer. Mm. And then, well, who did, who did Cornelius work for? Well, if you watch the movie, Cornelius knows an awful lot about the Bumble. And that's because yeah. in reality, they worked together. Oh. They were on the same team. Hmm. So have you have you put it together yet? Do, do you know who these characters are all representing? Have you have you figured out who the bumble is yet?
1: No. Uh,
0: a Wookiee? No. No. Jimmy Hoffa. Oh. <laughs> Here's the deal. Listen. Okay. <laughs> Jimmy Hoffa in 1964 was convicted for jury tampering, and for years Robert F Kennedy had been after him to send Hoffa to jail. He hated Hoffa. So, this whole story is Robert F. Kennedy's victory. He wanted to document this, but he obviously couldn't just do it straight. He had to, you know, put it inside of a child-friendly movie, and this conviction would pull the teeth out of Hoffa, who was in control of the Teamsters Union.
2: Mm, I gotcha. You following so far? Yeah, Ah. okay.
0: Yeah, now get this. You know what? Kennedy went one step further and he actually inserted himself into the movie as the character Sam the Snowman because Mm. he's telling all of everything that's going on. But here's one funny thing that Sam does is that at the you know, at that just at that culmination of the big confrontation between everybody and the bumble, he says, and I sent Cornelius and Hermie over there, something to that effect. Now mm-hmm. wait, why why would why would he be involved unless he was orchestrating it, much like Kennedy was trying to orchestrate politics and the court system at the time. So, what I'm telling you here is this is all a. Um, you think it's a subtly disguised propaganda? Yes, then? it is. That's, That's the word. Nice Thank you. That. It's propaganda. Yeah. The whole thing is propaganda on the part of Kennedy. Because he hated hated Hoffa so much, and you and he, nobody's he, figured this out. I mean, I found it by piecing a bunch of stuff together. well what makes
2: what what actually does this sort of like i think lend a little credence to this is that one of uh, one of RFK's biggest regrets is that he could not play the guitar and sing, and you notice that he created a character that, that could that could mm-hmm. you know because that was his secret dream. He didn't want to actually be attorney general, yeah, he actually wanted to be a folk singer. he wanted to be like you know like. Django of the Pan Flutes or uh, Roger <laughs> Whittaker. That, that was his dream, you know. Instead, he was stuck with this crappy lawyer job
0: in Washington. Exactly. Yeah. So he had to do something. He had to yeah. take that anger out on somebody. You guys yeah. are stretching. <laughs> what? Stretching. No. I mean, I'm mean? sorry.
1: I'm sorry to be the party pooper here. Well, you, but you,
0: are, are you going to be a sheeple and not see the truth? This, this, this
1: frost-covered truth? I'm just, I, I just know that Bumble is real.
0: Uh, oh,
2: Bumble is real? Okay. Bumble is
1: real, but he's actually just a bear. No. Yeah. Okay. No. Let's, yeah. let's hear so, this. So, like, let's just, we'll just hear this out. And I wow. I am really sorry to be the party pooper here. I came up with this theory after observing the 1991 documentary Ski Free about skiers on Alpine Hills competing to finish full runs of either free skiing, slalom, or tree slalom. And um, often after the most successful documented run, what was later identified as a Yeti, a.k.a. the Abominable Snowman, which we will talk about in a second, was they're chasing the skiers.
0: So that's the reason that they were skiing. It wasn't that they were competing. It's because they were fleeing for their lives.
1: No, they were skiing. they were competing, this but is
2: just having to pop out of the brush
0: and go after them for a
2: bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: So this got me thinking. We have documented. And where was that, by the way? What?
2: Where was this at? It's not important. oh Okay. Uh, snowy mountains. Uh, right. Snowy
1: mountains all around the world. Uh, and this okay. got me thinking that we do have documented proof of a yeti chasing a skier. This this documentary this film from 1991. What else do we have that chases skiers? And we have proof of that. Is Snow. Bears. Snowballs. Beats Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> uh,
0: bears beats Battlestar Galactica? Uh,
1: this is not to be confused with a video that surfaced, uh, I think, last year called Snowboarder Girl Chased by Bear, where a girl filming herself with a selfie stick while snowboarding down the hill listening to Rihanna through really big headphones, which... That seems like a bad idea. Uh-huh. Yeah, skiing with giant headphones. Listen, on wearing giant
0: headphones and walking around in them is really a bad idea. Yeah, anywhere, even your own office, you're yeah. likely to get clobbered by oh, plus, a cube wall. Yeah, plus
2: it looks kind of stupid in public. Yeah, but
0: well, no, you look like a cyberman, so that's kind of
2: cool. I, uh, did she wind up with the uh, with the selfie stick like rammed down her throat or something? No, but oh, she, she should have
1: Just filming herself with the selfie stick, snowboarding down the hill. Um, and she like pans around, and you can see there's a bear chasing her. Uh-huh. This was proven to be a hoax, however. And oh, if you need it. proof, just Google it. I do not have time to cover it right now. This is too important. Uh-huh.
2: Okay. I just love the idea, though, if it had been real. It's like, oh, there's a bear. Screw you, bear. Ha, ha. Try to catch me. Whoa! Double, double, I think double. you <laughs> don't.
1: I think, you know, with the yeah. selfie stick, like, oftentimes, she wasn't, like, looking. She was going down the hill. So she panned around, and you see the bear kind of behind her. And then it uh-huh. doesn't matter. Anyway, it's a yeah.
2: hoax. Okay. Um, what
1: I do know is there's real verified tales of bears chasing people who are skiing. Well,
2: why the hell not?
1: One such, One such cautionary tale can be found in none other than the National Geographic magazine. This is real.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In this particular issue, it covers the story of a guy named Matt Molestar. Now, Matt is a seasoned skier, and he was skiing in Glacier National Monument when he was attacked by two giant grizzly bears. Uh, one was an almost full-sized cub, and his mom was the other bear. And Matt described her as freight train-sized
2: I'll show you when you're in that position, they probably look extra huge. Huh? I think so, yeah. yeah. I bet they do. Yeah, anything he... that comes at me like
0: that with their arms in the air has always looked giant. Mm-hmm. That's about the size of a building, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Even if it's
0: just a chihuahua. So yeah. he
1: and his friends seem to have gotten away by sheer luck alone but there are a lot of other harrowing tales of people who've been chased by bears while skiing like uh um, in that
2: movie with leonardo dicaprio um well he was he, he wasn't was skiing well he was skiing but without the skis mm-hmm. uh, and but, yeah. there
0: really wasn't any snow on the ground at that yeah.
1: point
2: no but still yeah. yeah he got the bear treatment he did he yeah. did
1: um he
0: deserved it
2: yeah. <laughs> so
1: There are a lot more cases of people being chased by yetis, however. But what if somebody had um, managed to get some hair from a yeti? Would that change anything, do you think? Uh, Actually,
2: that would uh, probably advance the cause of of the scientific knowledge. Yetiologists would be excited about
0: that. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I think it would. And lucky for us, people do have hair, or better yet, other remains of these Yetis, that yeah, these were the taken bubble. from
2: Yetis back way yeah. back in the day, yeah, yeah. right, and they've been around for hundreds of years in some cases. Some right? of them,
1: yeah. yeah, but some of them have been um, collected more recently by teams out doing documentaries on skiers who are being attacked or other possible sightings of Yetis. Not yet. What?
2: the not yeti, <laughs>
0: oh, not
1: not yeti. Yet. yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> and then there's a yeti again mm-hmm, yeah
1: mm-hmm. okay um so these remains um some of them had been hidden in monasteries or held by shamans um but finally that shamans or
2: shah persons.
1: shamans okay yeah okay. um we were able to test them me i did the testing you did no. you no okay Good job. not me but an evolutionary biologist at the state uh, State University of New York in Buffalo did test them. And guess what she found? What? She tested nine of these samples. And
0: they all were hair.
1: Eight of them yeah. were from bears native to the area, and one was a dog.
0: Hmm. Wait, where was she at? Huh? Where was she based out of?
1: She's out of Buffalo, but they were bears native to the areas where the remains were collected. Oh, okay. Mm. Not to, from Buffalo. And
2: then to double check, they set the samples onto the FBI hair lab, and they... they they lost po- them? No, they positively uh, correlated them to Ted Kaczynski. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now, we think of... Um, I'm sorry. The bears were uh, Himalayan brown bears. Mm. What we yeah, think of yeah. traditional Bumble as being white... Um, but apparently, in the traditional Himalayan lore, which is the actual lore where Bumble came from, he's covered in shaggy reddish brown or gray fur and weighs about 200 to 400 pounds, which is for you, um, uneducated swine. Bigger than me. Uh, 90 to 181 kilograms. Okay. Accounts make it anywhere from five to nine feet tall. Does that sound familiar? The Bumble right, train size. Yeah.
0: Five to nine? That's a short bumble, five foot. Yeah. yeah
2: Maybe that's a
1: baby
0: is. bumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, I'd like a baby bumble as a pet
1: that I don't think cute. you would. Oh,
0: it'd be actually, cute. Nine yeah. feet
2: tall. That's just big enough for me to get scared, probably.
1: Well,
0: no. I just want yeah. the five foot model. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> just stayed at five either, foot.
2: Either way, you're screwed. Yeah, pretty yeah. much.
1: To be fair, especially when the five foot is actually 200 pounds. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, to be fair, they're... This is a different conclusion than um, primary researchers came to. Um, the first researcher was named uh, Charlotte Win- Lindquist.
2: Lindquist? but Lindquist. Uh, she was and she was the one that said it, it, it was Himalayan brown bear and a dog samples and a dog yeah. and one dog. Uh-huh. Okay, um,
1: an earlier researcher. What was the dog's name? I don't know. Is old yeah. an old dog? Oh, like hundreds of years old. Okay, yeah. Uh, an earlier researcher named Brian Sykes came to a different conclusion, and his was based on a jawbone. I don't know where the jawbone came from, presumably the shaman or something like that. I know where it came from. A jaw? Yeah. Of a bumble? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Um. But he found a 100% match with a sample from an ancient polar bear jawbone that was found in Norway that dates back uh, some 40,000 to 120,000 years ago, a time when um, polar bears closely related to brown bears were interbreeding a lot.
2: But they were kinda of, at that point they were kind of separating out a bit too. Mm-hmm. Right? They were separating out
1: but if they had common areas that they mm-hmm. territories Overlapping. they were yeah, they yeah. were interbreeding. Yeah. Now well. when we think about it, um the name is actually the best proof. In nineteen twenty one and this is my proof to cement the fact that Yeti and Bumble and the abominable soul man, excuse me, use the technical term here, are actually the same thing and yetis are actually bears. Ready?
2: No. Okay, let's In have this. Uh,
1: 1921, an Indian English language newspaper interviewed some explorers that were um, returning from a uh, Mount Everest expedition that was was the British Mount Everest Reconnaissance Expedition. Um, and they they were one of the first people to report these big footprints in the snow and their guide who was um, a native to the Himalayan area had attributed them to the the Mito Kangbi. kang Kangmi, excuse me. Kangmi translates to snowman and Mito to bear man or man bear. The writer of this piece got about half of that translation but misinterpreted uh, Mito which is man bear to filthy
0: oh i thought that was gonna be carrot nose
1: no so instead of writing filthy snowman he was like oh i'm gonna write the abominable snowman which is a nickname filthy snowman, that... snowman
0: is the I... one who tells all those yeah. horrible inappropriate joke well, well what about frosty
2: <laughs> yeah. snowman and filthy and frosty sound a lot closer yeah right? yeah frosty yeah. snowman so they actually have a frosty the snowman legend in in, in the himalayas no they oh have a,
1: a man bear snowman what, legend which is just got... like a white bear that's yeah. big
0: who tells really really raunchy jokes but as you know but as you know
1: <laughs> no, the... filthy is a misinterpretation
0: <laughs> yeah and so the and so
2: at the abominable snowman as i said never existed in nepal
1: yeah it that's true yeah. yeah except for it was the yeti it was just a misinterpretation of man bear of man bear man bear yeah. snowman man bear
2: yeah man bear snowman yeah. snowman
1: man bear yeah yeah
2: yeah that rolls right off the tongue. yeah it sure does mm-hmm. but
1: basically the name is like hey it's a big bear that's enormous. white
2: Fair, yeah, but you know, I, I, I still, um, you know, as I said, we talked some about this in previous episodes about this. I, I'd never totally, totally discounted the possibility that some of these native storytellers have actually. Had a little fun at the white man's expense from time to time. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they went out ahead of time and made some huge footprints in the snow just to mess with their heads. You mm-hmm. know, and then they come across. Oh yeah, that abominable snowman dude. Oh mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Except for they scary. were actually
1: just saying that Yeti guy.
2: Yeah, yeah, Yeti. Dude. And the yeah. Yeti we have yeah. proven
1: we have solid evidence is actually just a bear. So I'm sorry, but Bumble's just a bear. Bumble, Bumble the bear.
0: It's just a bear. Oh, yeah who tells really bad jokes? Yeah. I no. That, yeah. It's
1: filthy. You're the one. Yeah. I haven't said a filthy thing yet
0: today. Yeah. <laughs> but if you want, that. I can start right. Oh, wait, no, no. no that would be filthy. Yeah. yeah. Don't say that. No. Well, that
2: doesn't quite that doesn't totally contradict my thesis, which is that uh, the bumble and the yeti may be the, uh, the excuse me, the whole, the Himalayan brown bear and the yeti may very well be the same thing. They are. Yeah.
1: But the and whole and, and origin the way, the,
2: yeah, of And by the way, the Himalayan brown bear, they're very cute. They're fuzzy.
1: They are they're really yeah. shaggy, yeah. Yeah, they are. Um, but the whole the origin of the abominable snowman can be traced to this one as a name can mm-hmm. be traced to this one article from 1921. Mm-hmm. No, which means this that is, it's just all
2: this is where you're wrong. Is that CBS and the U.S. government were way ahead of you there? I mean, they went back and backdated the text. Mm. The text no, this, so... I'm
0: telling you, this is this is all a Kennedy concoction. No, uh-huh. it's all blamed on the Kennedy. I think yeah. we're gonna have to
1: agree always... to disagree.
2: It's always the Kennedys. All right. Well, it being the Christmas season at all, I can tell where this is heading. Uh we are all gonna like just basically gonna become a fist fight. So we just
1: uh, have to yeah. agree to and disagree. Then,
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh, that you mean a normal family Christmas where we get drunk and and brawl? Pretty yeah. much, yeah. That's, we that's, get drunk that's what and a normal we do. Christmas for everybody, yeah, right? Next it thing is, you know, yeah. Devin's pulling out a
2: switchblade. And I'm <laughs> tired of getting carved up, frankly. So yeah. we are right, not well, holidays, Christmas everybody. So exactly. Yeah. We're gonna cut it a little bit short. And I want to leave uh, all of our listeners with something special, which is um I'm gonna grab my guitar and I'm gonna sing you a song. Uh a real life song from the special Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Okay. So, so are you guys ready?
1: Yeah, yeah. Let me uh let me just hit record real quick.
2: Okay, here we go. <laughs>